You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let me be the first one to say Merry Draft Miss Eve to all of you. This is the AP Laboratory, and uh, I could not be more excited for draft season to be here. We are so close to the draft starting. It's tomorrow, and uh, we've got a lot to cover. We're going to do prop bets as we typically do. Here to help me do that. First, my dear pal, find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina, Maddie Lane. Merry Draft Miss Eve to you, my friend. Oh, thank you, Kent. When you say tomorrow, and all I hear is I still have to wait like an agonizing year and a half at the pace this week is going. This has just been the slowest moving week, just like it is every draft year. You just read new mock draft after new mock draft, realize nobody knows what in the world is going on. And I just want to sit back, relax, and watch the real thing. And now we're almost there. Almost. But I know... Our other friend here, Craig Stout, he feels the same as me. It just needs to happen already. It needs to be Thursday evening. Yes, or Friday morning at 5 a.m. when the Chiefs pick (laughs) because some technologically impaired GM is going to mess this up. They're definitely going to screw this up. John Schneider had walls ripped down in his house this week (laughs) because he needed a different setup because apparently he's never heard of Wi-Fi before. What jokes on you. Joke's on you. The Bengals used Wi-Fi, and they already messed up pick number one in the <laughs> test mock. That's true. That's true. I, I wonder how Gettleman's dial-up worked. That's one thing I'm kind of <laughs> curious about is just, you know, he's definitely he's definitely using dial-up still. So what we do every year, um, either on the AP Lab or the AP Draft Show, one of the two, is we take prop, prop bets uh, from the NFL Draft, and I, I normally just cherry-pick ones that are worth talking about for the Chiefs. There's a lot of different reasons why I picked the ones I picked. And we're going to just kind of go down the list and pick over-unders as a group. Um, And we'll just kick it right off. Uh, First off, credit to Sports Betting Dime and SportsBetting.ag. The PR emails finally worked. This is how (laughs) I pulled those props. This is one of those things that people don't. This is a little inside baseball there is a lot of emails flying around from PR people from sites like this. Once your email gets on arrowheadpride.com's like I thought about taking it off, but <laughs> anyways. Um, okay. So let's just start with this one. Total draft day round one trades. The over under is set at five and a half Craig. It's going over, and some of those are going to be player trades. I think there's going to be a lot of movement at the top, particularly with the quarterbacks. And then I think once the wide receivers or the offensive tackle start on a run, we're going to see a bunch of trades again. I am also going to go with the over on this one. I think that with the way this process went this year, I think you're going to see a lot of teams that met with players that really like them go get those players because they didn't get a vet out everybody the way they like. You're going to see other teams who maybe didn't vet out that particular player as well as someone else wanting to move away from them. I just think teams are going to go get their guys they feel comfortable with this year. 
All right, I'm gonna be doing the the rest of these in order of like their over under size. So Isaiah Simmons at six and a half. His draft range is over under six and a half. What we think, Craig? I am gonna go out on a limb and say over. I I think he's gonna be a surprise faller in this. So yeah, Isaiah Simmons falls a little not too much farther, but he falls a little bit. I'm with Craig here. I think this is an over. I know there's a lot of hype about him going early, but actually this is one that I've already been working on my final round one mock draft. I have had Isaiah Simmons beyond six and a half the entire time. I think other players, teams are going to feel a little bit more safe about, and Isaiah Simmons is just going to have a little tumble, similar to Derwin James, who was my second ranked player in the year he came out. If I think it's just like if Gettleman, if Dave Gettleman and the Giants don't take Isaiah Simmons, I don't think it's happening. Uh, I, I don't think it's happening within six and a half. I'm taking the over as well. Okay. Andrew Thomas, the tackle out of Georgia. His over under on draft range is 10 and a half. What are you taking? I'm taking the under on this. We have heard so much buzz about Andrew Thomas lately. Like he, I think has always been very high on a bunch of people's boards and so much buzz about him, particularly lately. I think he's going to be one of those guys that pushes a guy like Isaiah Simmons down a little further because these teams want these elite tackles. I mean, I'm sorry not to bring you guys more diversity yet, but I also have the under here. I actually think 10 is his floor. I think the big thing with Andrew Thomas is he is a day one ready left tackle. When you need a left tackle to start on day one, Andrew Thomas is the best option of these guys. He's safe, but also a good player, and he plays on the left side. I think he is going to go before pick 11, and I actually feel very confident. I feel the most confident on this pick of the first three so far. I'm taking the over purely just to be contrarian because I agree with both of you. I would take the under on this, but I like I've I've had several people tell us we just agree too much, <laughs> which is true. But I think it's just you know I don't know, but I'm just gonna take it. Screw you guys! I'm taking the over. Jordan Love over under nineteen and a half. What we doing, Craig? We're going over. I still think he's a round one player, but I think he is going to fall just after that. I think there might be a team that trades up a little bit to get him, comes back into the round a little bit. So I'm going over on this one. Here's our difference. I'm going under. And I'm not just going under. I'm going way under. I think we are going to get top 10 Jordan Love. I think the Tua injury concerns are going to scare somebody off, and there are plenty of teams that need a quarterback. You are going to go chase the next quote-unquote Patrick Mahomes all over this draft board. I am going hard under on Jordan Love at 19.5. I think the reason I pulled this one is I think it's pretty important because that's the fourth quarterback. And even if you heard Brett Veach talking about the... Is he? Is he no? Here's the thing, Maddie. I don't think Tua is falling out of the sec out of the first round at all. He's going to go in the first round. I think Jordan Love being the fourth quarterback that this is. I think that really helps the Chiefs. I don't think Tua is falling out of the first round. He might fall, but I don't. The Chiefs should take him at thirty-two. <laughs> I mean, maybe Jordan loves the third quarterback. Stash him. Let someone trade up for him. Uh, I'm going the under on this, though, too. 
I'm going the under on this this one as well. Okay, Xavier McKinney, I think he's kind of on the high end of our hopes and dreams. The over-under has set at, been set at 21 for him. It's over. It's over to me, and I think it's the Patriots, but I do think it's over. <laughs> safeties, it's just there's a lot of good teams that have good safeties. Matt and I have actually talked about this a little bit and kind of off the pod. There has been an influx of safety talent over the past four or five years, young safety talent. Teams have just been able to find them a lot later, and so there's not as much of a need for them anymore. So you just don't see these guys go as high anymore. Yeah, and the big thing with McKinney in this over-under here is that I think the real only big pull for him before this is the Dallas Cowboys and maybe the Miami Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins could always come back and get him later. I believe, what is it, 26? So it's just, I, I think it's a weird range for McKinney to put the over-under before the Patriots pick again, which would be another team that I think would be highly interested in him. If you bump this back even two spots, this gets a lot trickier. But at 21, I've taken the over. I think he's going in the early to mid-20s, not the no, not before 21. I'm taking the over, but I don't have a ton of hope that he's available to the Chiefs at 32. Correct. That's really kind of how I look at it. I don't think he's going to wind up being available at 32, but I don't know. Okay, another one that's pretty important. Christian Fulton, the over-under on this is set at 24 and a half. This is pretty important because I think this is all one that seems to have a lot of buzz. Albert Breer today talked about Christian Fulton at 32. I saw Dane Brugler had Christian Fulton out of his first round. And this is this might be hope 1A for me. I'll just be honest with you. I, this is my hopes and dreams right here. So, uh, can you guys help me with some math real quick here? Is, is 32 over 24 and a half? Yes. Because that's where Christian Fulton's going. So, <gasps> over. Let's go! I'm with you here. I think it's an over. And it's simply put... I think there are more athletic corners that have higher upsides that have come out, that have come along. I think that's pushed Christian Fulton down a little bit. You're dealing with the guy that's had a suspension. I have no qualms with it, but he's had a suspension. He's had some nagging injuries. I love him as a player. I just think there's going to be too many more athletic corners that go off the board before pick 24 to get him underneath it. I'm taking the over. I'm holding out hope. I'm believing I want Christian Fulton in Kansas City. Imagine him under the wing of Tyron Matthew, Mm. who he looks up to, he adores. You're getting the best version of Christian Fulton if you get him in Kansas City. Another LSU teammate of his. Another LSU player, I should say. My dream pick at 32. Same over-under. It's the same over-under. It's Patrick Queen, over-under 24.5. Well, Maddie said that it was his pick at 32. So, Maddie, you go. Oh, yeah. No, I'm taking the over. I think there's a lot of smoke going on right now with Patrick Queen falling. And it's simply put, and I heard this is the best way I think it was Joe Goodberry on Twitter said this very clearly. When was the last time a small linebacker that wasn't like a super, super elite athlete that only started nine games went early? It just doesn't happen. As great as I think his film is, and everybody who watches him that isn't blind knows his film is, he still started nine games, he's under 230 pounds, and he didn't run, you know, a 4-4 flat. So where do you take that given the class that's going on around him? I think it's over. I think there's a smidge of a chance he gets to 32. 
spoiler, he probably is going to be my mock draft pick for the Chiefs at 32 in my final mock draft because I really think there's a good chance he's there. Ken? I'm taking the over as well. Uh, I think I think he's going to fall a little bit. I'm not sure that he is going to be available um, at 32, but I do think that he goes past 25. There is way too much linebacker smoke right now. Patrick Queen is going under this pick. Oh. I am taking the under. Listen, you got big Logan Wilson getting round one hype now. Listen, Jordan Brooks, I like, is getting round one hype. He's not a round one type of guy. There are way too many linebackers that are being mentioned at the bottom part of that first round that it's like, oh, no, we would we would love to just take these guys. We'd rather take these guys. I think people are trying to drive themselves off of the Patrick Queen smoke, and I think the teams are going to catch wind of it and draft him early. There is way too much Logan Wilson buzz out there right now. Like Logan Wilson at 63-ish, like you could probably talk me into it. Logan Wilson in the top 50. Oh, no. You could not talk me into Logan Wilson at 63. I think that's it's close. I mean, it just depends no. on what they did. Like if they go Christian Fulton, Logan Wilson, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um, okay, so AJ Terrell... The over-under is at 32, which just so happens to be the Kansas City Chiefs spot. Yeah, I think it's an under here. A.J. Terrell's got a good athletic profile. He's smart. He's uh, aggressive. He's good in man and zone. I think he just fits way too many teams. So A.J. Terrell is going to go a little bit below 32. Yeah, hard on their smash for me. I think that he is – I think you're looking at a fringe top 20 pick with AJ Terrell. That that athletic profile that we Craig was just talking about is going to get him drafted early. I think he's the third corner off the board pretty comfortably to the NFL. I think this line stinks. <laughs> Give me the under. All right, so I've got a, another little pool here, which I find interesting because this is, this is falling into Chiefs trade back territory. This is three guys that are in the 40s in their over-unders, which would be about where, you know, the Chiefs could trade back to anywhere between 38 and 45. So this is a very interesting group to me. Starts with Antoine Winfield, the safety out of Minnesota. Where are you going? I'm going over just because I think uh, teams are going to be a little scared off from his injury history. Like I said about safeties, they just kind of naturally fall. I think he's going to be fairly securely mid round two, but I don't think it'll be before 42 and a half. I'm with Craig. I think this safety class is just a little too good. If you're getting Xavier McKinney that comes off the board in the mid 20s, Antoine Winfield is then competing with Ashton Davis, who also has injury history. Jeremy Chin, who has every team has had multiple chances to meet with, see in person. Kyle Duger, same thing. Grant Delpit. Like, there's too much competition for a guy that has so many injury histories for me to go under on 42.5. Oh, I'm taking the under. I think there's been some buzz there about Miami. It sounds like Brian Flores really likes likes a guy uh, like likes Antoine Winfield, and they've got a pick at 39. I think I think he's going under. Jalen Johnson, the over under is at 43 and a half. 
under. I'm not certain that Jalen Johnson's a round one player, but I am certain that he's going before pick 40. I think he's going to be in that like uh, Bayron Murphy, Rocky Sin range from last year, like about that coming right in at the you, top of round two. You called him Bayron. Of course I did. He's, without, he's still he's still Bayron to me. Without like <laughs> flinching, like it was just natural. Like, sorry. Anyways, please continue, Maddie. I want to believe that his floor is 32 because I think he fits the Chiefs so perfectly. If you don't have a Patrick Queen on the board, I don't think I think it would be hard for him to get past the Chiefs at 32. That being said, if for whatever reason they miss on him, that early, early second round is a perfect spot for a guy like Jalen Johnson. I don't see him getting over 10 picks into the second round. Sweep it. I, I just don't think there's a chance Jalen Johnson goes that late. I think that I do believe, yeah, I believe he's a great fit for the Chiefs at 32. I'd be happy with him there. If the pick's Jalen Johnson, I'm happy. I may not be Christian Fulton happy, but I'm happy. I like, I like, I like me some Jalen Johnson. We've talked about him a lot late here. If the Casey draft guy had come out two weeks later, we might have been a little bit higher on him after this. Uh, all right, Jeff Gladney. This is another interesting one. A little bit older prospect, going to turn 24 dur- during his rookie year. Some injury questions, some character questions kind of buzzing out there. His over-under set at 45 and a half. Jeff Gladney has, <laughs> he got kicked out of a game for punching somebody. He now has these other character questions that people are bringing up here. And he had a torn meniscus that he needed to get fixed. So he didn't get to have the elite testing that he was expected to have. So I'm taking the over. I think NFL teams are going to overthink this. Jeff Gladney is much better than pick 45, but I think teams are just going to overthink it way too much and end up passing on him later. So my rationale for this is the same that it is with Jalen Johnson. I think at the the first, and even with a little bit with the first round here with Jeff Gladney, because of those off-field and the injury concerns, I can see you not wanting to spend that first round pick, not wanting to take that risk. You get t- over 10 picks into the second round, though, without taking a cornerback that can play inside, outside, man, zone, with his level of feistiness. I just can't see that many teams passing on him a second time. I, uh, I'm going under as well. And, you know... <sighs> I think, you know, character concerns, feisty, competitive, that sounds like a Minnesota Vikings corner to me. Would be stunned to see him taken in the in the first round if I'm him or Jalen Johnson. One of them two's going there. Yeah. Um if I if you had told me I could have Antoine Winfield, Jalen Johnson, or Jeff Gladney after a trade back, I'd think about it. I'll be honest with you. Because if you trade back to that forty two range, you're looking at pretty close. You might be getting an extra third round pick. Which I mean, that would be in this class. You're you're setting yourself up for a lot of flexibility that you can just get value at the wide receiver spot on day two, and, and that, you still get one of my favorite corners in the class too. Yeah, That's, yeah. <laughs> one of those two. If you gave me one of those two, I'm telling yeah. you. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we will be back with more over unders right after this. All right, we are continuing our over-unders. We have talked about the first round. We've talked about t- players that might fit in the trade back. Now let's kind of talk about that round two or the end of round two range where the Chiefs are expected to pick at 63. This one's kind of interesting. Clyde Edwards Hilaire's over-under is set at 60 and a half. 60 and a half seems way too high 
for Clyde. I know we get a lot of mock drafts that have him to the Chiefs in the second and third rounds. I know you guys love picking him up there, but guys, I think he's going in the upper half of the second round at the worst. So I'm going under on this one. Yeah, hard under. I'm not even thinking twice about it. If you get him after 60, you got one of the steals of the draft. I just think his receiving ability is going to set some team off in the second round. I mean, look where Kalen Balaj went with like being 10% of that level of a player. Yeah, if I was a betting man, I would be, I'd be hammering this under pretty hard. Another one that I think is kind of interesting, Prince Tiga Winogo, the tackle out of Auburn. His over-under is also at 60 and a half. That might put him in Chiefs second round pick range, Matty. Oh, he is going to be over the injuries there, the inability to test, no pro day, hasn't really gotten to get back with the medical rechecks. He is going to go over 60 and a half, and the Chiefs should snag him up at 63, or if they somehow trade back and get an early third, do it immediately. Just there's been almost no buzz on him right now, and I think it's just because there is no testing and he had that late season you know, injury that really kind of messed up his draft process. Yeah, and what Maddie's kind of referring to there, uh, people have said that Prince might have had a similar combine to Tristan Wirfs, which is a freak athlete. Right. And it shows up. You watch him play, it shows up. If I'm not mistaken, he ran a sub five second 40 when he first got to Auburn in basketball sneakers, not tied. Yeah. So uh, this is this is just crazy. He's a crazy athlete. If you're looking for a move tackle that can kind of come in, take a year to develop behind, you know, Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. If he's there at 63, pull that trigger because he could pay off in the biggest possible way protecting Patrick Mahomes and you get him at a second round value. That's that's insane. Yeah, I that's what I'm saying. Like you you've I think if the Chiefs are picking at 63 and Prince Tiga Winogo is there, I'm I'm geeked out and I'm try, I, I'm going to be doing backflips if they get it because I do think he has a chance to be an exceptional tackle in this league. Um, he's got all the tools that he needs to be a very good left tackle. Uh, and he can play. He'll, he will stick on the left side, I think. I really do think he can stick on the left side if he winds up being, uh, being picked. Um, I'm taking the under, though. I, you know, I, I, and Maddie, I know you've watched a lot more tape than me on him. I, what I've watched, I, like, we have him pretty high in the Casey draft guide. I think we have him in the top 30. I have no qualms with him being there just based on what I've watched. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're talking about, about traits and tools, there's a lot to like about him. The injuries, I'm yeah. Cool with, the, I'm taking him over Josh Jones, Austin Jackson, Ezra Cleveland, all your second-tier tackles that are going late first. I like his film better. I like his athletic profile better. I know Ezra Cleveland lit it up. Austin Jackson's a great mover, but I think Prince plays more athletic than both those guys. I think Austin Jackson's a little soft. I don't think I don't think Prince Teague is soft, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I don't think he's the most physical guy, but no, I, I, I'm a big fan of his. I really enjoy watching him. Uh, I'm taking the under because I think some team will just will watch the tape. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of questions about him, but man, I, I, it, I'm telling you, if the Chiefs can get him at 63, Chiefs Kingdom should be thrilled. Okay, Sadiq Charles. This one does not make sense to me. The over-under is set at 158.5. 
which is ridiculous. I'm about to go rant Swanson on this line. It very obviously has character concerns baked into it. That is the only answer. That is the only answer to this. I'm sorry. This is the dumbest line I saw in this entire thing. Shout out to whoever gave me like sports, sports, sports betting dime and sports, sports betting AG. Thank you for these lines. It's been a lot of fun. I would be, I, I, I'm, I'm more, I'm, I'm, I have no clue why the Sadiq Charles line is set at 158 and a half. Yeah. Um, um, with that being said, I could put together a bunch of clips of a lot of his worst reps, and no. he would be the 780th drafted offensive tackle in this class. I think that's part of it here. Now, that being said, under. I do think that a team is going to gamble. His upside is crazy high. Yes, he's got some character concerns, but he's got tackle and guard flexibility. So in that regard, some team's going to take the gamble on him before 158.5. So this is the tricky part. And this line almost feels like it has to be coming from somebody who knows because it's so ridiculously low. But at the exact same time, he is a smaller offensive tackle, which might mean he's kicking inside. Like Craig said, his worst reps are some of the most embarrassing reps you were going to see. Like my man just flails at nothing and then is chasing somebody. Oh, Jack Conklin? (laughs) But at the end of the day, his ability... (laughs) To be flexible, like he has the best flexibility I've ever seen out of an offensive tackle. He can block outside of his frame. His grip strength once he locks onto somebody and just his ability to recover because of the foot speed is phenomenal. Like I get the concerns. It's just that level of concerns. It takes one team to take him and there is going to be one team in the top 158 picks that decides that he is worth sitting on the bench for a year to teach him how to move his feet and hands at the same time. It has to be character related. I'm sorry. The highs are way too high to be at 158 and a half. And I believe Daniel Jeremiah did say it's pretty much just a little bit of a weed problem on his latest media call. So who knows what the NFL is doing with that anymore with the new CBA? Yeah, it's got to be something. It cannot be football related because there is too many positives on the football field. I know. Like, look, I have <laughs> too many positives the off the football field. too. Hey! <laughs> I like it. Good job, Craig. I mean, but like seriously though, like I just look, I I don't disagree. The lows are low. But there is just too many positive things and too many things to work with for me to to think that any team like teams are going to pass on him four times. No. Just if the Chiefs, if he's down there at 138, I'm geeked out that the Chiefs can grab him because I think he's a, I think his potential, he's 20 years old. I'm sorry, I'm moving on. Total. Quarter- I hope he goes pick 20 in the fourth round. I know you do. Ta- total quarterbacks drafted in round one. The over under is set at four. Push. You coward. I am a coward. It's a push. <laughs> I, I think that's a push. I can't think of a fifth uh, fifth one. Jalen Hurts, maybe. Uh, Jacob Eason, maybe. But uh, those guys don't, don't really scream round one type players to me. So in that regard, I think it's just the four that we've talked about. I think four is the most logical. So the push is the very clear. Like if you were going to actually bet here, I think that is the bet you make. That said, Can you I'm bet gonna- on the push? I don't know. I'm not a gambling man, Kent. <laughs> I'm a wholesome person. I'm not the riffraff. 
I'm not the Sadiq Charles of this podcast. Anywho. It's true. It's true. You, you're you just high quality all the time. We don't get the dips. We don't get anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the over. Uh, someone trades up to get Jake Fromm. Or I think Jalen Hurts is the most likely guy. I think someone's going to see a Baltimore Ravens-esque offense and know Jalen Hurts is not Lamar Jackson or even close. But that style of offense, I think, could still be run with Jalen Hurts. Someone's going to get all giddy about that and try it. I think you get someone that tries to creep up at the end of the first round and snag him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if it's a push, over under doesn't work, right? It's like just either, right? Yeah. Just give me the over. We'll just <laughs> we'll play the over. I mean, I I feel like I don't know. Like, I just let's just play the over here uh, because I, if it's a if there's four, it's a push. I think the best bet is 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 five. I think the team taking a swing there. Um, I just. And, I'd forgotten about Jake Fromm if we're being honest because Jake Fromm is significantly forgettable. Look, this Jake Fromm Insignificantly forgettable. Oh, Jake Fromm has been killing these Zoom meetings. Yeah, okay, good for him. Kellen Moore did great in those Zoom meetings. I think I copped him to Kellen Moore in the draft guide. Kellen Moore came up when they were doing AIM Messenger. Let's not pretend he was in the Zoom meeting. (laughs) (laughs) You got... you, you. Whatever, Maddie. Okay, running backs drafted in the first round. The over-under is set at .5. Listen, I know the analytics community says that running backs don't matter. NFL teams don't get that memo. There will be at least one running back that's taken in the first round, if not two, but I'm hitting the over. Yeah, hard over. This one's free money. Take the over. I'm going to upset some Chiefs fans. If the Chiefs have their choice of the litter at 32, I think you walk out of the first round with a running back. <sighs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like, oh, I let's just make a small announcement. I think we're going to do a live Zoom. Uh, like we're going to stream. We're going to stream uh, our, we're going to sc- stream our reaction on YouTube. So, uh, you're going to get to see like, we'll probably start like 10 minutes, 15 minutes before the chiefs are up. We'll take you all the way through the chiefs pick and then we'll hang out a little bit afterwards. You might see some special guests after that. Maybe we'll, we'll throw chief Bearcat. We're going to throw stags on there. I think, um, if the chiefs pick a running back at 32, it's going to be appointment television. Anyone but DeAndre Swift. If it's like, I mean, in like, look, this is a, tr- a Clyde Edwards, Hilaire truther here. Like, I love Clyde. I mean, we've been on Clyde for months, but not at 32. Uh, I'm taking the over. That being said, please, somebody just take all the running backs before the cheese pick. Total offensive linemen drafted in round one set at the over-under set at six and a half. I'm taking the over, and that's just on offensive tackles. That's not even talking about Cesar Ruiz. There's going to be a ton of tackles taken, you guys. Yeah, I think you know you have four offensive tackles coming off the board. You're going to get one, probably two or three of the second-tier offensive tackles. Cesar Ruiz is most likely going. Like, you just start stacking up, and that's without reaches. It's like you're just stacking up the numbers. I think O-line is an easy over. You have the running backs on the over. That's a lot of overs for some positions here that could help the Chiefs get some other guys to fall down to them. Just saying. Over. Hammering the over there. Uh, Yeah, O-lineman, if you're going to be broad like that, yeah. There's, I'm, I'm very comfortable with that. 
Total defensive backs drafted in the first round. The over-under is set at six and a half. Listen, I even included Isaiah Simmons in this, and I'm going to take the under on it because I just think that there's <laughs> there's not enough of them. I think the corners are going to fall. Like I said, I don't think the safeties are going to go particularly high either. So I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I think the under's the move here too. If you throw Isaiah Simmons as a defensive back, that makes it a little bit trickier. Like he definitely adds a for sure guy going in the top or in the first round. But I even I'm gonna assume no Isaiah Simmons is a DB, so I'm gonna go ahead and take the under here. And like Craig said, I think you're gonna get a, a long stretch there in the middle of the first round where no corners are really going because you're getting the offensive linemen. You get into the receivers, a running back sprinkled in here. So I think there's gonna be a long stretch where zero or one DB come off the, the board. Yeah, I uh, I'm stressed. I'm a pessimist right now. I'm expecting the worst because I don't want to be disappointed. Breedland speaks. Um, I'm taking the over, and I think it could. If, if if the over hits, I think it could be a bad thing for the Chiefs. I think it could because there was a run uh, that you know Christian Fulton's off the board. So I'm I'm hoping though. I really am hoping. I'm just gonna I'm gonna hedge a little bit. I, I'm I'm will I'm trying to will I'm trying to will Christian Fulton to happening though. Uh, okay, the last one, and I found this one very interesting. The uh, the Chiefs are plus one thirty five to pick an offensive player first. And minus one seventy five to take a defensive player player first. Minus one seventy five means it's the favorite. So if you you have to bet one hundred and seventy five bucks to get a hundred dollars back, or you can bet one hundred thirty five dollars, or you get you could bet a hundred dollars to get one hundred thirty five dollars back. That's basically what that means. So what are you guys picking? You picking offense or defense first pick? I'm picking defense. Uh, like Maddie just said, I think there will be a run on tackles. I think there will be a run on offensive linemen in general with Ruiz in there and receivers. I think those are the two most likely picks, but I can't d- discount running back, but I think there's more options there for defenders, so I'm going defense. I am going to go with offense. And really, when you're looking at offense, I think your only option is going to be offensive line or running back. I don't think you're getting a receiver in the first round as much as I wouldn't be upset with it. But the thing is, I think there's just going to be a good chance that the best player on the board at 32 is an offensive player. And the Chiefs don't have a pressing need right now. You can get the biggest improvement out of a running back. You can start to relieve some cap next year. If you get an offensive tackle to develop for a year, the logic's there. And if the best players available at 32 is offensive, which I think is a good chance, have at it. I think it's interesting that we've seen so much smoke at the running back position over the last week or so. You've seen a lot of people flip into running back for the Chiefs. They haven't been able to pin a name down, though. I find that interesting. Just seems like broadly there's this idea that the Chiefs are going running back. I think it's a smokescreen. I think the Chiefs are going defense. I agree with Craig. It's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be defense for me. That's gonna do it for the over under episode. Thanks for joining us. We will be back on draft day with another episode. We'll catch you later.